Our speaker today is Elaine, who will speak for 15 minutes. I will be the timekeeper for this, uh, for the 15 minutes. What time meeting, what time mornings would you like, Elaine? Uh, thanks, Lori. How about at five minutes to the end and one minute to the end? Very good. Everybody, welcome. Um, join me in welcoming Elaine. I feel very welcome at this meeting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bill, for asking me to speak. Uh, this is my home meeting. This is a meeting I've been coming to every week for years. I love this meeting. Um, I like hearing speakers every week. Ah, and it most importantly, it's helping keep me sane and absent. And there are people in this meeting who I've known for decades. Um, that gives me a sense of well-being that's super important to my recovery. I came into Readers Anonymous when I was 23. I was binging on a daily basis, high fat and sugar high sugar content foods. My top weight was about, I stopped weighing at 180. My current weight is about 115. I'm about 5'4". My last binge was in September of 1979. Welcome to the newcomers, by the way. As I was saying, my last binge was in September of 1979. I'm thinking, yeah, that's before uh, Christiana was born. <laughs> I don't know how old you are, Gideon. But, um, and some of the others. But, so um, this program is the rock and foundation of my life. 12-step um, recovery. I'm very grateful to Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob for giving us the 12 steps. The 12 steps are really the program. There's also the fellowship. They, they're both really important to me to make um, human connections in program is a big part of turning away from food, turning to people, turning to a higher power. I binged on a daily basis, starting in my teens. I was always, even as a kid, I would have binged if I, if I had been given free reign. My parents were fairly controlling people. And so I didn't have, so I was a frustrated, compulsive overeater, always trying to get around authority. And that stays with me to this day now that I think about it. I don't like authority. Um, I like authority. I like certain authority. I like the authority that I like. And um, it was often a case of what they don't know won't hurt them. As far as my parents were concerned, I was sneaky. I was a sneak eater and other things. Um, and so 
it's no wonder that I didn't feel like I didn't feel connected to people because I I wasn't being me. I was being I was I was hiding. Didn't feel I didn't let myself be me. I was going to say I didn't feel safe to be me or I didn't feel like I could, but really I didn't let myself be me. I mean, I'm an adult now. So if I'm not being me, it's because I'm not letting myself be me. And um, so binging on a daily basis, I had a lot of self-hate. Um, I thought self-hate was about my body, like, ooh, I'm fat. Oh, boys won't like me. Um, I get teased. Um I, I don't, I feel self-conscious. I don't want to wear shorts. Um, and it just wasn't cool. I wanted to be cool. And I didn't, and I, want, I wanted to be cool. And I wanted people to think I had it together. That I was the together one that people would come to. Um, and, and I did have some of that. I did, I do have kind of a, a persona of, Calm. I have kind of a calm persona and people tend to think that I'm calm and and I am a good listener um, to a fault at times um, but um, so um, let's see where was I going with that where am I going um so I felt like I couldn't be myself and I didn't think that who I was was good enough and um, and, it's, and it wasn't cool to be overweight basically. So it was a painful, it was painful to be a teenager in my, in my body, but more, more importantly in my brain. Um, luckily, I found out about Overeaters Anonymous when I was pretty darn young. I was only 23 and luckily or thank God there was something in me that, that was willing to, that, that's, that believed that there would be help for me and that was willing to, to try to find it. And, and even if it didn't seem cool, like it probably wouldn't be cool. Overeaters Anonymous sound cool. I grew up in Berkeley. Doesn't seem seem like a cool thing to do, but it was free. And um, so and that was all I could manage. Any anything that would cost anything was was out of reach. So from my first meeting, I thought, wow, this is it was it felt like an oasis of honesty that people were saying how they felt about things. And um, I came into the room and saw um, people that were maybe a little, there were some older mother, motherly age types, but there are also quite a few younger people as well. So um, I had kind of a mixed relationship with the idea of going to OA. I loved the meeting. I loved going every week on the one hand. On the other hand, people who went to more than one meeting a week, oh my gosh, don't you have a life? 
I was very judgmental. Um, I, I, I thought the serenity prayer was very, was very cool, but, um, I didn't believe in God. And, um, when one of the older women after the meeting came up to me and said, take what you like and leave the rest, my thought was good. I'm going to leave the God's day. So as it turned out, I didn't get abstinent right away. Well, I, I will say this. I got abstinent right away, but then um, fairly quickly. But then I broke my abstinence and binged and gained back even more weight than I had lost. Um, all while coming to OA meetings. And so I was told when all else fails, follow directions. So that for me meant I had to start working the steps. So for the newcomers, step one. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives were unmet. So um, the word powerlessness, I didn't like that step. I didn't like saying I was powerless. The only thing I liked about that step was the first word. It was we. To me, it meant I'm not alone. And the second step came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. Well, I didn't believe in God. So, um, so, but I did keep coming back to meetings. And what I noticed was um, people were able to stop binging. That's what I wanted. I wanted to stop binging. And I noticed people in that meeting were able to stop binging. And because of the detail with which people would share their lives at meetings, I knew these people did not have it all together. And yet they were able to stop binging. So I thought if they can do it, if that person who can't for some reason has a hard time brushing your teeth every day, if she can abstain from compulsive overeating, maybe I can too. So that was kind of my first um, way of taking step two. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. That also was a hard step for me because I didn't believe in God. One of the wise older women in the meeting suggested I read the chapter in the AA 12 and 12, which is the only 12 and 12 that was available back in the olden days. That's one minute. Thank you. Um, Laurie, is that 10 minutes remaining or 10 minutes have elapsed? 10 minutes have elapsed. Okay. I'm going to speed up. Um, so I read... Um, Step three, every day for a certain amount of time. And um, just a willingness to take direction is a certain form of turning my will in my life over. Willingness to take direction because I was desperate. I was desperate because I had been abstinent. I lost my abstinence. I gained all my weight back. The disease, the, the food monkey was on my back. The disease made me desperate enough to follow direction, start working the steps are the way out of this dread disease that everyone in this room has. 
except maybe the newcomers. You might not have it. I don't know. I won't, I won't tell you you have it, but I imagine I'm thinking everyone else in this room has this disease, compulsive overeating. And um, step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Took me a long time, but I did answer a lot of questions on a step four format that was very detailed. That was my first foray into taking personal inventory. I wasn't a person who had uh, done a lot of self-searching. I didn't have a therapist. Um, it was very emotionally stressful for me because I had a lot of resentment. So I needed to start sharing it before I was done with it. And that turned out to be a very good thing. It helped me connect with other people in program. Step five is admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrong. So we start reaching out to other people more. We have a tool in this program of using the telephone. Um, and I was not good at making phone calls. I, I, it was very difficult for me to do that. But over the years, I've gotten good at reaching out to people, or much, I would say better. And um, I rely on my connections in program. Steps six and seven became entirely ready to have God remove all these defects character and humbly ask God to remove these are shortcomings. To me, these are ongoing day-by-day -day steps that for me have a lot to do with looking at my thinking and how I'm reacting to life on a daily basis. Step eight, made a list of all persons of persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. For me, this was a, a letter writing step with the help of a sponsor and included both how I saw my the harms I had caused the person, but also included a section where I thank the person for the good that they brought into my life. And the combination of doing that and being willing to hear if they had anything they wanted to add, giving, giving, pausing and asking, is there anything I've left out? Uh, was, has been a very powerful and effective way for me to become entirely ready to make amends and to, I went from with my mother from not from resenting the hell out of her and being angry and feeling like everything that I did to her was trained me to do basically. And I went from that resentment to being eager to make amends and really wanting to um, tell her what, what I had written in this letter. You have a minute left. Thank you. Steps 10, 11, and 12. 
step 10 says continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Someone else said this recently. It's such a relief to know that we, the first time I thought about this step it says continue. Oh, so I'm not going to be, I don't have to be perfect. I'm going to need to continue to take inventory and continue to admit when I'm wrong. 11 thoughts and prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with a higher power. This is ongoing for me. I do have a relationship with a higher power now. I pray and meditate on a daily basis. And I try to see God in everyone I see in all your faces. And step 12 is, to me, this is a program of love. Anything that um, seems like it's saying uh, anything uh, harsh about myself or others probably is my own interpretation that the program is a loving and gentle program. And we pass that on to everyone we meet. So thank you, everyone. That's all I have to say tonight, um, and I'll think about a topic.